I'm Brett McGarry. This week on The Couch Potatoes, I fell down a rabbit hole this week with Netflix's first choose-your-own-adventure movie, Black Mirror Bandersnatch. Just a fun word to say. Say it, Jeff. Bandersnatch! All right. Kemabicht Bundersnatch stars in Sherlock Holmes. I'm Jeff Braun. A new year, a new month, and of course that means it's time for the January Movie Preview. You can't contain your world forever. I'm here for the escape room. Try doing one thing that scares you over break. When does the game start? I think this is the escape room. Look for clues. It's getting hot in here. It's 4.51. Got it! Talk about immersive. Who would do this? They knew everything about us. Only one of us is going to make it out of Escape room. Over the last few years, the year tends to start with a scary movie. This one isn't a straight-up horror movie, but it definitely looks scary. It's called Escape Room. Here's the synopsis. Six adventurous strangers travel to a mysterious building to experience The Escape Room, a game where players compete to solve a series of puzzles to win $1 million. What starts out as seemingly innocent fun soon turns into a living nightmare as the four men and two women discover each room is an elaborate trap that's part of a sadistic game of life or death. Looks fun. Uh, not for me. For me, this weekend sees a rollout of the new film from the man behind Moonlight. It's called If Beale Street Could Talk. You ready for this? I've never been more ready for anything in my whole life. You know I love you. No matter what happens. I'm yours in your mind and that's it. Street is Barry Jenkins' first film since 2016's Moonlight, which right now is my vote for best movie of the decade. It won Best Picture at the Oscars, eventually, and he won an Oscar for co-writing it. If Beale Street Could Talk is based on the novel by James Baldwin. It's set in the 50s and tells the story of a young Harlem woman in a bit of a jam. Her fiancé has been wrongly arrested, and she is with child. We are drinking to new life. Tish gonna have Fonny's baby. <laughs> I hope it's a boy. <laughs> Come on over here, daughter. You're a good girl, and I'm proud of you. Don't you ever forget it. And who's going to be responsible for this baby? The father and the mother. I don't want you in my arms. I got to hold our baby in my arms. We'll find a way. Normally, I wouldn't pay much mind to what looks like a small indie movie, but that it's from Jenkins is more than enough to get me fired up. Again, Moonlight, the best movie of recent years, and so much of that's because of Jenkins. That, too, told a small story based on a play, which usually makes for a boring movie, but Moonlight's among the most moving, gripping movies I've ever seen. Gotta temper my expectations, though. It's too much to ask Jenkins to catch that kind of magic twice in a row, but Beale Street looks awfully good. It's in play at most of the award show this winter. I already got my tickets, and I'll have a review next week. Love is what brought you and if you trusted love this far, don't panic now. Trust it all the way. Just remember. Be on soon.
On the 11th, Kevin Hart needs a job in a movie called The Upside. Penthouse. You need to wait your turn. Relax, it's not a holdup. Just sign this one, please. How would I sign it? I don't know. Slowly. <sighs> what, don't your arms work? They don't. You can move your mouth. As can you. I need assistance. How much does it pay? Hell yeah, man. So Hart becomes a home care provider for a billionaire quadriplegic played by Brian Cranston. You are not qualified for this position. The buckle, buckle! Have you ever changed a catheter? No. Pinch the head, insert. Mm. I can't feel it. Oh, well I can. It's an odd couple feel-gooder with Cranston as a refined Richie Rich from Uptown and Hart, a two-bit hood from the wrong side of the tracks, but maybe, just maybe, they got something to teach each other. Nicole Kidman is also in it. Her name will come up again throughout our preview, but this movie has been on the shelf since 2017, which is a huge red flag. I specifically said nothing for my birthday. I'm sorry you gotta have a surprise party in your huge mansion. Some of us got real problems. I'm fighting to see my son. And whose fault is it? Is it yours or is the world out to get you? Are you mad? You wanna break this big ass bottle of wine? Yeah! What else you wanna do? The bull! What? Dell made a mess. Also on the 11th, Keanu Reeves stars in a sci-fi movie called Replicas. We got a donor inbound, 37 minutes. Time since cardiac death. Seven hours, 15 minutes. Proceed. Initiate sequence. We are going to replicate the human mind. We are going to take his biological brain, imprint it into that synthetic brain. Ah yes, that old trick, putting a human consciousness in a robot. What could go wrong? Reeves plays the scientist, and his reasons for this particular bit of madness are pretty simple. His family died in a traffic accident, and he wants to bring them back. But first, he's got to make the technology work. Stand by to initiate neural imprint. All functions, go. Try to relax. You're coming online. Who am I? Who am I? This movie's also been on the shelf for a year. Not a great sign, nor is the January release. And frankly, anything Keanu does now is just filler until we get John Wick Chapter 3 in May. What if something horrible goes wrong? Something already has. We had this next one in our December movie preview. Turns out it opened in limited release on Christmas Day, and it's expanding this month. Felicity Jones stars in On the Basis of Sex. Discrimination on the basis of sex is legal. Is it a crazy thought? What did you say your name was? Ruth Bader Ginsburg. We're going to topple the whole system of discrimination. You're ready for this. You've been ready for this your whole life. You think you can change the country? This is just the beginning. On the basis of sex. This is the true story of young lawyer Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who teams with her husband Marty to bring a groundbreaking case before the U.S. Court of Appeals 
to overturn a century of gender discrimination. The arrival of the movie fell in line with Justice Ginsburg, Ginsburg's 25th anniversary on the Supreme Court. Just keep an eye on your listings for this one. Looks like the 11th, but maybe later. And wrapping up the 11th, a cutie poo movie about a dog. There's one thing I know about the world. It's not the little things that matter. It's the tiny things. Oh, do you want a tiny piece of cheese? Yes, yes! Cheese is my life! That's Bryce Dallas Howard as the voice of the dog in a movie called A Dog's Way Home. It's from the people that made the controversial A Dog's Purpose last year. Remember, we all thought they were mistreating the dog in that whirlpool? This one's about a dog who gets separated from its owner and eventually makes its way home. We all face things that are hard. The only thing that gets us through it are the special people in our lives. And I was never going to stop searching until I found mine. Coming up next, we'll tell you about another movie, as Jeff mentioned, from Nicole Kidman. And I never thought I would say these words together, but we have a highly anticipated movie from M. Night Shyamalan. What? Didn't think I'd say those words again, I should say. His star continues to rise. We'll tell you all about that as the January movie preview continues next. You are listening to The Couch Potatoes. I'm Brett. He's Jeff. We are The Couch Potatoes, doing our January movie preview. We are on now to January 18th, where M. Night Shyamalan returns turns to complete his unbreakable trilogy with glass. David Dunn, the only person to survive that train wreck all those years ago. What do you do? I'm in security. You think you have superpowers? It's a feeling. Vision. I have to touch them. You believe you are a protector. My name is Patricia. I have no question. There are two dozen identities. I'm Mary Reynolds. Por favor, senora. We almost got you, bro. That live in that body with you. The beast is coming any minute now for you guys. But what I am questioning is your belief that you are something more than human. And yet, it is true. Glass brings together... Shyamalan's 2000 film Unbreakable and 2016's Split, which revealed itself at the very end to be a tie-in to Unbreakable. Split was already a really good movie on its own, but that reveal made it way more interesting. James McAvoy is back in his role from Split, Kevin Wendell Crumb, a.k.a. The Horde, and from Unbreakable, Bruce Willis returns as David Dunn, a man who is unbreakable. Samuel L. Jackson is also back as Elijah Price, a.k.a. The Devious genius who fancies himself a supervillain, Mr. Glass. May I meet the beast? I hope for your sake that he likes you. That sounds like the bad guys teaming up. A lot of people are going to die. Don't do this. Are you ready? What do we call you, sir? First name, Mr. Last name, Glass. Oh, 
so excited for that one. Also excited for this one on January 18th, Nicole Kidman stars in Destroyer. Critics everywhere agree. I lied, I stole, and worse. Nothing Nicole Kidman has done can prepare you for Destroyer. You chose to play cops and robbers, and you lost. And is now Golden Globe Award nominated for Best Actress. She delivers a brilliant and harrowing performance. Destroyer is beautiful, heartbreaking, cinematic perfection. I just want to do one good thing. Destroyer. Rated R. In select theaters Christmas Day. And expanding in January. This is another one to confirm in your listings. I believe it's opening on the 18th. Cineplex website has it listed for the 18th. I just hate this part of the movie season with all the stupid limited releases in December that may or may not open in January. As you heard, the movie's getting some pretty good reviews. It's nominated for some awards. Nicole Kidman looks like she delivers a killer performance. It's about the moral journey an LAPD detective goes on as a young officer. She went undercover with a California gang and things went badly. Years later, the gang leader re-emerges and she has to deal with all the remaining gang members while she delves into her past to finally confront her demons. So she's in Destroyer. What was the other one she was in? Uh, she was in that one with Kevin Hart and Brian The Cranston. Upside? Yeah, the Upside, that's right. And of course, in theaters everywhere, big time, every millions have seen her in Aquaman. That's right. So lots of Nicole Kidman to be had in the movie theaters this time around. Here's one more that opened limited in December and is expanding January 18th. It's called Stan and Ollie. Don't miss the performances everyone's talking about. Two seats, front row. Steve Coogan and John C. Riley are absolute perfection. Well, that went well. Their performances are stunning, brilliant, and extraordinary. Can't have Hardy without Laurel. Steve Coogan and John C. Riley play the legendary comedy duo of Laurel and Hardy. As they set out on a variety hall tour of Britain in 1953, their glory days are behind them, but the tour helps them reconnect with their fans as their swan song approaches. It's getting great reviews, and John C. Riley is unrecognizable in prosthetic makeup to play Oliver Hardy, which is probably good for him, seeing as he needs to wipe off the stink from last month's Holmes and Watson, which should have been a triumph with him and Will Ferrell but it was a Christmas turkey. I still sort of want to see it. I won't pay money to go see it, but I am looking forward to whenever it's on TV. Yeah, I want to see it too. I can't believe it's that <laughs> as bad as it is, but everyone says it everyone sucks. Everyone says it. On January 25th, Matthew McConaughey and Anne Hathaway star in Serenity. Good to see you, John. It took so long to find you. What do you say? Say I'm not called John anymore. It's funny, huh? Where would you want to find me? My husband has never seen your face. You were right about him. He's violent with you. What's this? Just a little scratch. Little scratch, huh? I want you to take him out on your boat and drop him in the ocean for the sharks. McConaughey plays Baker Dill, a fishing boat captain who leads tours off a tropical enclave called Plymouth Island. Unfortunately for him, his ex-wife Karen finds him. She's played by Anne Hathaway. She's looking to help, looking for help regarding her mean husband, played by Jason Clark. Hathaway's return to McConaughey's life ruins his quiet existence as he is put back into a life he had tried to forget. Serenity was supposed to open October 19th, but now that it's set to open on January 25th, it means it probably sucks. And finally, on the 25th, a modern retelling of The Sword in the stone with the kid who would be king. A land 
is only as good as its leaders. Somebody help me! Hey, leave him alone. A true king is brave and noble. Don't be a hero. I'm the king around here. You have more battles yet to fight. That fast as you can go. We've got you now! Now, you must choose what you stand for. That's Patrick Stewart as Merlin. All the other parts are played by little British kids. Looks so-so. Kids might dig it, especially since the story would be new to them, but it looks a little low-rent in the special effects department. Who will join us? This is the best and the worst thing that's ever happened. All hail for once and future king. Please don't. It's embarrassing. Thus concludes the January movie preview. Lots to come still to discuss, including the return of a show that was cancelled and then resurrected by a different network. We're both excited about that. And up next, I'll tell you about Black Mirror Bandersnatch. You are listening to The Couch Potatoes. Brett McGarry and Jeff Brown, we are The Couch Potatoes. Last week... Netflix released its latest buzzy project. It's a movie-length episode of Black Mirror, and I'll explain what that is in a moment. The movie is called Bandersnatch. Keep having these vivid dreams, like thinking weird things. What sorts of things? We're going to be a hit factory, like Motel, but for computer games. You heard it here first. Bandersnatch. It's an adventure game based on the book. Jerome F. Davies was a genius. See that bloke who went cuckoo and cut his wife's head off? When it's a concert piece, a bit of madness is what you need. First, what's Black Mirror? You ever watch Black Mirror, Jeff? No, but I've almost watched it a bunch, especially because, as you're about to tell us, it is an anthology series where you can sort of pick and choose your episodes. Yeah, and my, a couple of friends of mine have been hounding me. One friend in particular has been harassing me to watch this for years because the British anthology science fiction series first ran in 2011 for a couple of seasons, only three episodes each. Netflix later picked it up and has since run its own two seasons over the last couple of years. It's like a modern-day Twilight Zone, described as a show about tech no paranoia. It examines modern technology and possible future technology and our relationship with that tech. For example, uh, after watching Bandersnatch over the weekend, I watched the third episode, the highly recommended third episode from the first season called The Entire History of You. And this is a world where all of our memories are captured in this tiny computer chip in our neck called a grain. And through that chip, we get the, you have this like little remote control that you carry around. You can revisit any memory from your life and watch it again, whether you're just watching it through your eyes or you can like cast it up on a screen. Hmm. Super neat technology, but it tells the story of a couple that's having some problems. And it shows how that technology, when combined with our own destructive human nature can have devastating effects it was a really tragic story super well done and the way that they like it wasn't too science fictiony right it had this wild technology but it just was there yeah, yeah, yeah and it was about how people used it so 
Bandersnatch. Set in 1984, young video game programmer trying to design a choose-your-own-adventure game based on a choose-your-own-adventure book called Bandersnatch. He soon begins to question his reality as the story unfolds. But what's cool about this is that it's a choose-your-own-adventure movie where you get to interact with it. It's the first adult-oriented piece of choose-your-own-adventure entertainment aimed uh, that Netflix has done. They've done this kind of stuff for kids and cartoons already, hmm. but never for adults. So first, how can you watch it? I already have a headache just listening, but you're going you're gonna to ease my mind here, aren't you? Probably going to actually make your <laughs> make headache worse. worse. <laughs> so first, how can you watch it? I typically watch Netflix on my Blu-ray player. It's an old Blu-ray player, probably seven years old now, but it came preloaded with a Netflix app. It's slow, but once it gets going, it works all right. So I pulled up Bandersnatch to see what would happen and was immediately met with this kind of montage of various scenes from the Black Mirror series of people saying sorry, followed by a narration and message from Netflix saying that the interactive features won't work with that device. It should, however, work on modern smart TVs. I'd imagine if you have something like Shaw Blue Sky TV, it'll work on that. Uh, It's got Netflix built into it. If you're on a computer, it will definitely work. Tablets, it'll work or you can do as i did i just watched it on my phone and i actually watched it on my phone while my girlfriend watched it on her phone we were sitting beside each other on the couch or across from each other on the couch because we wanted to see where our choices took us and we would pause it every 10 minutes or so to see what would happen because you get like a new choice every couple of minutes oh it's fast yeah sometimes it's every couple of minutes sometimes you got to wait a bit but like the choices start off super mundane like which breakfast cereal do you want to eat sugar puffs or frosties <laughs> as they call them over their frosted flakes and so the poor kid in the movie had to shoot that twice or more with different kinds of cereal in each take yep that's insane yeah like there's uh well and we'll get to the, how much content there is in this movie potential content right when presented with a choice the what happens is the bottom third of the screen blacks out while the scene continues to progress and you're given the two choices, one on the left side of your screen, one on the right, you've got 10 seconds to pick one. And if you don't pick one, Netflix will just do it for you. Uh, later on, you get a choice on what music you want to listen to. Thompson Twins or a compilation tape, Now Music Volume 2. <laughs> I picked Now Music and the first song came on, or that came on was by the Eurythmics. And then the choices get wilder as you move along. There's one choice that's either back off or kill dad. Uh, There's even one point where you can more or less interact directly with the character, and that leads to a hilarious action sequence. He's sitting at his computer asking for a sign, and then you have an... uh, There is one way where you get to actually, not directly, like you can't type, but you do have a way to talk to the character. It's kind of... It's very breaking the fourth wall. It's very meta. Sometimes your choices will be wrong ones that lead to abrupt endings to the story, and then you get a chance to redo it. Like, ten minutes in, I chose one path, and two minutes later, it was over <laughs> and it just, it didn't like end it, it just went back right. to the beginning and sort of zipped through everything eventually the story does kind of come to an end and the credits will roll takes roughly 90 minutes to get to that point although there are some permutations where it could take up to two and a half hours to finish there are 312 minutes of total content to discover in this thing oh my god and apparently a trillion permutations to the story the scope of this project is just insane no kidding ultimately really cool experience the story felt a little tad lacking for me so i tried it again 
I had read that if you just do nothing, like I said, if you don't make a choice, Netflix will do it for you. But if you do nothing and you just want to watch it as an episode of TV, you can. So each time a choice came up, I just backed off and let Netflix follow a default path. When it got to the music choice, for example, it picked the Thompson Twins. And what was neat about that is the soundtrack changed, not just in that moment, but in later scenes where there was music in the background, it was the Thompson Twins. So the music changed, so that was cool. Eventually, though, it stopped working for me. Like, there was this eight-minute scene, and three times in a row I had to watch it repeatedly because it kept choosing the same thing. So at the end of that third time... I picked a different path, and it took me down a different road, but then it it managed to work its way back, so I had to watch it a fourth time. So I just gave up at that point, because I spent almost 45 minutes watching the same scene. Yeah. So this is a dangerous kind of piece of entertainment for me, knowing that there are 312 minutes to discover, because I can get fairly obsessive about stuff like this. You want to see all the different kinds of cereal. I want to explore more. It's only two cereals, thankfully, (laughs) but I want to explore more, and I can see myself drawing a map on the wall, trying to figure out where all the various paths go, but I think I might back off of it. But if you want to explore more, there are already countless articles on how to reach the five main endings. I think I would rate the overall experience Four couch cushions out of five. It's innovative, ambitious, and just monstrous in its scope. I think it's worth checking out if you're looking for a different kind of entertainment experience. Cool. It's cool. It's like a a game and a movie all in one. Yeah. So there you go. Bandersnatch. Uh, I want to quickly go through home video here. Yeah, sure. All right. What are we... Shall we start with a clip? Yep. First man to walk on the moon. It'll be a hell of a ride. It's a job so difficult. We're going to have to start from scratch. We need to fail down here so we don't fail up there. This isn't just another trip, Neil. We have serious problems. Do you think you're coming back? Five, four, three, two. First Man, rated PG-13. Ryan Gosling stars as Neil Armstrong in Damien Chazelle's First Man. It's a great movie. It comes out on digital HD on Tuesday, as does the much less great Johnny English Strikes Again, starring Mr. Bean. Uh, All in January 11th, Norma the North, a sequel to that movie, comes out on digital HD. And then on Blu-ray next Tuesday, you can get season one of Castle Rock, a movie, a show that you mostly liked, right? Yeah, it's this Hulu show that was, it's like the Stephen King multiverse, and they take elements of various stories uh, not really they just it was like an excuse to right. name drop Shawshank Redemption yeah, 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 yeah. and Cujo and whatever uh, but it did have one of the best episodes of television I've ever seen period boom there you go and also The Purge season one the TV show version of The Purge movies up next it's the show that the couch potatoes have been waiting for to return especially since it got cancelled I'll tell you what that is next you're listening to The Couch Potatoes Welcome back to the Coach Potatoes. I'm Jeff. He's Brett. We're talking TV now. It's sort of like a new season starting in the next couple of weeks with the new year, especially one show we were excited about. Brooklyn Nine-Nine is back Thursday, January 10th. Guys, guys, guys. Scully has a mason jar full of lemonade. Five minutes ago, Hitchcock introduced me to his new goldfish who lives in... <gasps> an identical mason jar? Will Hitchcock put fish food in Scully's lemonade or will Scully drink Hitchcock's goldfish? Now, you would think... Hitchcock just drank his own fish. What? No! This is happening. Noise. Free candy! Brooklyn 
1999 makes the leap to NBC, January 10th. Finally. I still don't understand what Fox was thinking when they dumped this show. <laughs> I think they're going to regret They're probably very much regretting it. They certainly got to regret all the, like, the word of mouth that shot out when they announced that it was that they canceled it. it was insane so yeah big win for nbc picking it up and it's back on thursday for season six probably only run maybe two more seasons anyways because yeah that's the nature of sitcoms but yeah uh it's one of the best tv shows out there and we're super glad to get it back on thursday i've been missed it. i missed it all fall yeah i did too I and mean, it's, it's i think we're still getting a halloween episode they always do a big deal with the halloween episodes oh yeah so i think they sort of shot the season like a regular calendar year so we might still get that oh good i hope so yeah they're they're Halloween episodes are among the best yeah. ever. It's become an annual tradition, right? Uh, so yep. uh, there's another one that you're excited about. Yeah, new show debuting on Global on Wednesday the 9th, a sitcom called Schooled. Wednesday, January 9th. I'm throwing the wedding of the century. It's two huge events. What? Starting with a Bev Silla wedding. Why is there a middle-aged blonde lady between the bride and groom? I think you know why, pal. Then producers of the Goldbergs. Oh! Spin off into the 1990s something comedy school. I'm the new music teacher. You're wearing two different shoes. Shut up, nerd. No, not nerd. Uh, valued student. An all new Goldbergs and the premiere of school. Wednesday, January 9th on ABC. It's a 13-episode spinoff of the hit show The Goldbergs, Schooled. It also airs in, on Global in Canada, like I said. It's set at the school that's at the heart of The Goldbergs, but that show's set in the 80s. Schooled is set in the 90s, so the students in the school will be different. The teachers, however, will be the same, notably comedian Brian Callen as the gym teacher and Tim Meadows as the principal as well. Lainey from The Goldbergs will be a rookie teacher at in the school now, and it looks like uh, the show's sort of centered around her. There are also some remaining elements from an attempted backdoor pilot from a year ago that never went anywhere other than it played as a very weird Goldbergs episode that didn't involve any of the Goldbergs. It's been a confusing process getting to this new spinoff. I like the Goldbergs, although I am a bit behind on it. I don't know if they've mentioned Schooled at all in that show, but I am excited to give Schooled a shot, so we'll see. Right on. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, ABC on Wednesdays and I think it's actually Thursdays. Uh, oh, is it Thursdays on, on Global, yeah. Right. So if you miss it Wednesday, you can grab it Thursday on Global. There's a, a whole pile of shows coming back or debuting in the next week or so. Not going to bother no. separating them by network other than to point out uh, the shows with our friends at Global TV, for example, on Friday, January 4th. Three shows in Global, MacGyver, The Blacklist, Hawaii Five-O, The Blacklist back on Global, by the way. That's an NBC show and it left uh, Global for a little while. Also back, Fresh Off the Boat, Last Man Standing, Speechless, The Cool Kids, Blue Bloods, and 2020 just keeps cracking along <laughs> on ABC. Sunday, January 6th, there's a little show called the Golden Globe Awards. Oh. That'll be on. That's so I guess we'll be doing that. Three hours of our life, all right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, America's Funniest Home Videos, God Friended Me, which is a show I still can't believe got picked up for no the full kidding. season. The Simpsons, Bob Ber Bob's Burgers, Family Guy, uh, The Blacklist. Actually, it's a two-night premiere, so you'll see more of that on Sunday. Also on Global on Sunday, NCIS Cool J, a.k.a. NCIS Los Angeles, Shark Tank, and then another one on Global, Madam secretary uh monday january 7th i meant to look this up there's something called america's got talent the champions it's probably the ones that have won all the other ones coming back to fight face off against each other yeah so 50 of the world's most amazing and memorable acts return to compete on nbc okay yeah so there we go they're doing a summer version of america's got talent because that was actually one of the top 10 shows of 2018 
Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, wow. It did better than The Voice. So I guess they're trying to cash hmm. in and get some of that uh, sweet summer ratings love in the winter. Bachelor Season 23, Manifest, and then NCIS Quantum Leap, uh, which is also on Global. That's back on Monday. What's coming on Tuesday? Ellen's Game of Games, because why not? More Ellen, can't go wrong with that. The Connors, uh, NCIS Original Recipes on Global. The Kids Are All Right, Blackish, FBI, another global show, as well as New Amsterdam. That's that hospital show that we promote a lot. Splitting Up Together and The Rookie. And Wednesday, January 9th, you mentioned the Goldbergs and Schooled. Chicago Med is back. Actually, the whole Chicago suite is back on Global and NBC. Chicago Med, Chicago Fire, and PD. Match games, single parents, modern family also back on the 9th. And then back to January 10th. And Brooklyn Nine-Nine, like we mentioned, Mom, FAM, Law & Order, SVU, and our favorite show ever, The Good Place, also on Global. Yeah, that's exciting that uh, The Good Place is coming back. We've got uh, just a couple of seconds here. We would be remiss if we didn't mention that couple, we lost a couple of hu- huge entertainers this week. From our childhood, Super Dave Osborne. That was kind of brutal. Was not expecting that. Uh, I don't know. They had been already filming Curb Your Enthusiasm. And I'm not sure at this point if uh, Marty Funkhauser, who played on that show, will return in this season if he had done some stuff or not. Uh, I feel just gutted for the people over there because they all really loved him, As and how could you not? And then uh, from the wrestling world, Mean Gene. And I never really watch wrestling, but I like watching that guy interview the wrestlers. And I don't know how much money WWF paid him, but they should have given him half of all the profits because he was the one that was selling what they were, like, they were trying to sell this as real, yeah. and he made you buy it. Well, here's a clip uh, after a big win for Hulk Hogan. With the brand new World Wrestling Federation champion, Hulk Hogan, you proved it to thousands and thousands of fans, not only here tonight in Madison Square Garden, but throughout the wrestling world. You know, some mean gene, they proved it to themselves. And the, th- the thing I always loved about Mean Gene is he's so tiny. He's just yeah. this little guy with his funny-looking mustache, and he's he's just this puny thing standing beside all these big hulking wrestlers. But his personality was as big as any of them. You heard the booming voice, yeah. and uh, yeah, I, I, amazing voice. I always, as much as I liked the wrestlers and thought it would be cool to be a wrestler, I think Mean Gene was the guy I always looked forward to seeing the most. Yeah, underrated as a broadcaster. I was been watching clips of him and Macho Man, and if you can stand beside Macho Man and. That guy is about as ridiculous a human being as you could be, and he just stands there with a straight face. Doesn't even have to look away from him, just staring straight at him. And while he was handing him creamers, you see that one? The cream rises to the top. I think I saw that one, yeah. That's unbelievable. May the Macho Man rest in peace as well. Perhaps they'll they'll cut a promo (laughs) from beyond. That's all the time we've got. I'm Brett. He's Jeff. We are the Couch Potatoes. Remember, if it requires getting up off the couch, don't bother. I am a real.